pandemic, social unrest, the state, and the White House. You are listening to the John DePietro Show. It's always Christmas at Anthony's Jewelers. 65% off the entire store. It's a once-in-a-lifetime sale. 65% off this weekend only. Open Sundays. Sale includes diamonds, diamond engagement rings, diamond earrings, diamond wedding bands, diamond pendants, and bracelets. All at 65% off. All wedding bands, rope, Figaro, Miami Cuban, and puffed Gucci chains. Along with crosses and diamond crosses at 65% off. It's always Christmas at Anthony's Jewelers. 65% off this weekend only. One-year interest-free financing. Anthony's Jewelers. Where Rhode Island gets engaged. You're listening to the John DePietro Show, folks. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at our website, depietro.com. We have made it Tough Friday. And this weekend, well, maybe like me, going to be putting up a lot of Christmas decorations. Make sure you stop by and see our friends. PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. Everything you need. Balsam, Fraser fir, potted live trees, custom handmade wreaths, 10 inch, 60 inches in size. They have mistletoe, Christmas swag, hanging baskets, roping, cut greens, decorative pots, cemetery baskets. Look for them on Facebook. It's PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. They're open seven days a week. It's a family business. The service is fantastic. It's Debbie and Steve and Junior and Byron. Look for them. They also have birdhouses. You know, that makes a great gift. Those are custom-made and also custom-made sleighs from a local artist. So beautiful. Quality. Classy. Christmas decorations, holiday decorations. Folks, stop it and see them. And again, look for them on Facebook. It's PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. I want to start off with them. Folks, Governor McKee, this this situation with him in the uh, in the press briefings, um, <clears throat> the governor's staff, and I, I mean this sincerely, they, they really need to get on the stick. Whoever's in charge of uh, security, I, I, I would say, you know, th- this is becoming an issue. And I, I think they're... They're playing with fire a little bit. And the reason I say that is is because what happened yesterday at that press briefing where this woman was a state worker, works in that building, was allowed to come into the room and basically just try to take over the room. She's not a victim of domestic violence. Uh, the state police were doing the right thing, trying to wrestle her. She should have been arrested. She should have been arrested, removed from the room. Instead, Governor McKee, who was totally thrown off, said, no, let's... Let her speak. She's just someone who's an advocate. She has a Facebook page. She has a cause. But they they, they are pushing it. You had the incident where Mayor Loza started to go up to Governor McKee. And, and yesterday, that, that that person who had no business being in that room, um, it could have had a weapon. Absolutely could have had a weapon. So I, I don't know if it's a Capitol Police, State Police. Now, I'll tell you, the woman yesterday at the Governor McKee press briefing she she was far more aggressive and hostile with the governor right there than when I was at that protest covering it out in front of the governor's house in Cumberland back in September where those individuals were, were arrested for, for basically nothing. And there's no rhyme or reason to it. I think the governor suddenly said, you know, it's a woman, even though he travels with a female trooper. I believe she looked like a Latina, but, but it's a real double standard. I, I think... Um, and again, I, I know it's more of an issue for Capitol Police and State Police, but I think they should should take the governor's uh, safety serious because, it, and, and sometimes I know that I've been there. They, they want to go out and do a show on the road and so forth, but people are upset and people don't like, you know, the, we are going through a period of unrest. And I think they're kind of, chancing it a little bit um it it is effective i was there when you know the governor was at the uh pharmacy and they were promoting flu shots that's fine but anyone can come on can in anyone just can just walk in and and go and approach and i i understand also how he wants to you know be approachable in that way but many of these public events um the, the wrong type of individual you know could could show up at something like this and and god forbid if anything very serious happened right now there have just been some heated confrontations. But that situation yesterday, that, that individual should not have been in the room. She should be disciplined. I believe she works in that building, which is the Department of Administration building, right across from the Rhode Island State House. And, um, and I don't think the governor should have played it that way. No, let her talk. Like, what are you talking about? She had no business being there. She was fighting with the state police uh, who were trying to do their job and remove her 
But I, I, I just wonder, and there's starting to be a casualness to this. That was Yesterday was a security breach. And then the media went to talk to her. The media should not even be putting out her message. She said, see, it works. This is the only way to be heard. It works. Um, the, the media should not have been relaying what it is that she wanted to get her message out. This is like someone who runs on, you know, the middle of Fenway in the middle of a game, carrying a sign. What do they do? They don't show them anymore. Someone used to run on a football field during a game. They don't show it anymore. And what? guess what happened? They stopped doing it. If this woman's going to do this, more people are going to do it. And there's going to be more of a confrontation. And next time it may be a male instead of a female. I I think the the Governor McKee people are way too lax on this. And then... And I get it. He's there. Then it's uncomfortable. But that that person should have been arrested. If there were, you know, we're seeing double standards. No one can sleep out in front of the, the Rhode Island State House unless you're the progressive left and you're a state senator. Then you can do it. Uh, no one can go charging in. That woman was charging at the governor. Easily could have had a blade. Um, no arrest. <clears throat> so most people would have been dragged out. As a matter of fact, one of the frontline workers had been dragged out, went in, wanted to ask a question, and they, they dragged him out of there. That woman should have been arrested. But the Governor McKee people, you know, th this is... If you start to have that attitude where they just let it go and look the other way, I, I, I believe they're setting up a dangerous precedent. And now the, the governor is trying to say, well, you know, it was a misstep giving out the $3,000 bonuses. Um, it was, it, then it should be stopped if it was a misstep. Folks, you're listening to The John DePietro Show. Heating season is here. Let J.K.L. Engineering design and install a natural gas, high-efficiency carrier infinity system. Energy-efficient, quiet, and more affordable than you think. If you're saying no gas, guess what? No problem. Let J.K.L. Engineering design and install a high-efficiency heat pump system, including ductless splits. Heats in the winter, cools in the summer. These units are so efficient, it can reduce your oil bill by as much as 90%. They have the highest rebates in the market, and they also do new installation and replacement of high-efficiency gas boilers. JKL, carrier factory authorized dealer, licensed, by the way, in both Rhode Island and Massachusetts for 55 years. JKL's reputation, second to none. Call JKL Engineering today. Replacements, whether it's for a system replacement, oil to gas, or for a heat pump. Estimates are free. Financing is available, both residential and commercial. Call JKL, 401-351-7600. They do it right. They do it right the first time. This winter, you can depend on JKL Engineering, 401-351-7600. Licensed in both Rhode Island and Massachusetts. It's always Christmas at Anthony's Jewelers. 65% off the entire store. It's a once-in-a-lifetime sale never done before. 65% off this weekend only. Open Sunday. One-year interest-free financing. Anthony's Jewelers, where Rhode Island gets engaged. Make Henry Oil your oil provider this winter. Give them a call today. Call Henry Oil, 401-521-0200. 401 521 0200 Henry Oil serving most of Rhode Island and southeastern Mass automatic delivery budget plans service contracts lock and cap pricing you can depend on Henry Oil call them today 401 521 0200 reliable affordable fuel oil delivery fuel fuel oil diesel gasoline delivery residential and commercial it's Henry Oil give them a call since 1947 you can depend on Henry Oil. Call them today. Make Henry Oil your oil provider. 401-521-0200. 401-521-0200. Remember, online at henryoil.com. Go with the original. Go with the best. It's Henry Oil. You're listening to the John DePietro Show, AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Folks, joining us right now, Republican National Committee spokesperson and it's our friend paris denard and paris i'd like to start off uh it's not people's imagination the crime rates around the country in different cities are absolutely rising well the crime rates are are rising and the acts of violence the criminality is out of control but i think we have to put this into context and 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 make sure your listeners understand that this is not something that is just happening out of the blue this has been a trend that has started back last year with the Black Lives Matter 
uh, riots and, and all those things that were happening and how Democrats sat there and did and essentially did nothing in terms of trying to get the nation to understand that we needed to have public safety and law and order. President Trump was using his bully pulpit to try to get those Democrat leaders, both at the local and national level, to understand that we needed to have public safety. But the media and Democrat officials essentially laughed it off and said there wasn't a problem. In, act, in actuality, even had Kamala Harris, uh, her, her colleagues, bail out some of these rioters. And so what we see now is a, an added continuation that has just increased into suburbs, into places like Beverly Hills, Truesdale Estates, and people that you see the crime, high-end stores. So it's not just something that's limited to urban areas or our lower income areas. It's, it's affecting everyone. And we have to stand firm and say, we need to have law and order. We need to have public safety. And if you're living in these cities where Democrats are in control, that if they're the sheriff or they're the mayor, or these city councils who are trying to defund the police, we need to have the voters say enough is enough. We're not going to stand for it. We need to have funding, full funding of the police, increased funding of the police, support for the men and women in blue, and more public safety, because this is a travesty. Paris, if you wouldn't mind, tell people, our listeners, what's going on in New York City. Well, when you look at New York City, I mean, it is just, it, it, it's out of control. And you have a mayor, uh, you have candidates who are proposing things sounding like they want to be for law and order. But at, at the end of the day, you have people uh, that are proposing a lot of things that are not going to be helpful for the city. Crime is out of control. Even look, the Fox News Christmas tree was burned down. Yep. I mean, I, I don't I don't know if people understand how that is not a random act of of, of criminality, but it's not. Uh, you have uh, legislators uh, proposing, like De Blasio, also pushing to have a forced uh, you know a, a vaccine mandate on everyone, and I'm talking about every. Uh, small business, every big business, every company in New York City having this forced vaccine and children 5 to 12 forced vaccine. Now, it's been a couple court. I think a court had put a, a stop order on it. But at the end of the day, this is what's happening in New York. And you think that the crime is a problem. Now you're going to add to the fact that you're going to have thousands, potentially thousands of people out of work if they do not want to comply with what de Blasio was putting down. So it is it's really, really frightening uh, to see what's happening there on top of the fact that you hear people talk of having illegals allowed to vote or people that are non-citizens. These are proposals going on in New York as well. So we've got to keep our eye out on New York because the people there and, and, and on top of all the increased taxes that are happening there are really suffering. Folks, again, you're listening to The John DePietro Show. With us is Paris Denard, Republican National Committee spokesperson. Paris, also, the city of Chicago, you know, it's amazing. It's You can tie in the rising crime rates really to blue states or at least, you know, cities that are run by Democrat mayors. Well, you can. And, and, and on, on the flip side, you can turn to the success that you see in uh recovery in terms of jobs to red state governors. Uh, and so I think that ultimately when you look at what's happening, you can say Democrat leadership on on the ground in these states is not working. And Republican leadership in these states, especially on a local level, is working. And I think that's going to be the catalyst for voters looking towards 2022 and saying, who do I want to have serving in these offices, not just in Congress, but on the local level. And I think they're going to look more towards Republicans and conservative values because the, the proof is in the action. And the actions are, under Democrat leadership, you see rising crime, you see high taxes, you see a lot of the things that are going wrong. And a lot of these mandates, under Republican leadership, you see job recovery, you see public safety, and you see people looking at places like Virginia, that was a blue state, turning out to, rep to vote for a Republican, giving Glenn Youngkin the win, not only the win for the Republicans and the governor, uh, the governor's race, but also lieutenant governor and attorney general. What about the fact, what about like Seattle that seemingly uh, Paris between problems with uh, people that just don't want to join the police anymore? Seattle has really gone, I think more than any of the city, Seattle, Portland, they've gone off the cliff as far as it's as if they expect their residents to just have to deal with crime. 
that, that that's the thing that's most uh, troubling to me is the fact that the Democrats that are running these local uh, municipalities seem to think that the residents are stupid and seem to think that they should just take it and just say, this is what happens. This is what, this is the reality that you live in as if there's no alternative. And the fact of the matter is there is an alternative. You can have public safety. You can have a, 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 a situation where you honor and support uh, the, the men and women in blue. Uh, you can have a situation where you enforce the laws that are on the books and not have rampant criminality. Uh, and so that isn't, that doesn't have to be reality. But whether it's Seattle, like you mentioned, or places like Chicago, that you've seen an increased crime and high murder rates, it doesn't have to be that way. And I think the people need to understand that there is an alternative. But the Democrats and the media, quite frankly, don't want them to, to realize that. They want to act like conservative policies are problems, but they're not. They're the solution. You know what else, uh, folks, again, was speaking with Paris Denard. Paris, the, the Fox New, uh, Christmas tree, Fox News Christmas tree was uh, someone climbed it and then lit it on fire. You know, th- th- this was I want to see if it's covered the same way that, you know, Elon Omar was playing up these uh, messages that she's gotten that have threatened her. Joy Reid on MSNBC uh, and Fox News, they're always demonizing Fox. To me, this is the actions when you have the, the liberal media. And they're demonizing uh, Fox News and and their building and their employees. Th- this is then re- end, the end result you get, which is then someone goes and lights their Christmas tree on fire. I think the media has a responsibility to at the very least be fair. And, and I think that that's the standard that we should ask of them. Just be fair. If you covered uh, instances of violence uh, that, that happened on uh, to, to or even alleged instances of violence or attacks or whatever to a Democrat, do the same to a Republican. Right. If you if you looked at if you think that it was a story for uh, anything involving President Trump's children, and you reported on it, then it, it could be a story on Hunter Biden. Right. Then report on it. And when you say the Christmas tree situation, look, this is this could be considered arson. Yes. And what is and why and why did it happen? How did it allow? What was the motivation behind yep. it? Who is the person? Right. Report on that, just like they didn't report on the 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 young black man who was radicalized by the nation of islam who ran his car into the national into the into to, to the u.s capitol with a with a large knife trying to kill the officers and they, they but they didn't even mention him barely mentioned him in the media you know it's like what's the double standard there but we need them to be fair we need them to be honest because the american people deserve to have truth we can rightly divide the, the truth for ourselves but do not be the uh, edit, don't editorialize the news for us based upon your political agenda. And that's what we see happening in a lot of the mainstream media outlets. One final uh, question, folks, again, with Sweet with Paris Denard, Republican National Committee spokesperson. You know, Paris, I was speaking with a member of law enforcement and said, you know, people don't realize crime and criminals, they adjust. They adjust. And, you know, at one point you had heard a lot about a lot of home invasions. Then people set up, you know, security cameras and surveillance and protection. So now the big thing in L.A. is the follow homes. You know, they'll go to an area with yeah. high end stores and they'll see sometimes maybe let's just say an, it doesn't have to be, but an older woman and she's in a you know beautiful new luxury sports car. They literally follow her home from the jewelry store and they rob her in her driveway. Yeah, I think the other thing is we have to focus on is the, the, the act of deterrence. And, and, and you have some attorney generals and sheriffs who they, they say they're not going to enforce petty crime. That's right. They're not going to, they're not going to arrest or, you know, if, if even I, I was talking to someone who, when it comes to even violence against children, you know, you call the police and they say, oh, well, this is the message. We're not really going to do anything. No, no. If, you, if that's the attitude, then the people know that the perpetrators can get away with it. We have to have strong police enforcement and acting as if it's a deterrent so that people do not want to think that they can get away with robbing someone, following them, or attacking someone. We've got to have the police empowered and our government saying, we're going to prioritize this. But we've seen a lot of Democrats, they want to deep, they don't want to prioritize some of these things because they don't feel like it's a waste, they feel like it's a waste of time. It's not. And the ramifications of it is a lawless society where people are going around doing these random and in some cases targeted acts of criminality that are making people unsafe and scared and leading to a lot of deaths. And that's a problem. Paris Denard, spokesperson, Republican National Committee. 
Propane Plus for heating and cooling. Call Propane Plus today in Massachusetts, 508-252-3359. In Rhode Island, Propane Plus number 401-885-4209. It's the Johnson family. It's Propane Plus, the leading full-service provider of propane to Rhode Island and Southeastern Mass. Not only can they install your tank and schedule propane deliveries, but they can service your entire heating cooling system and install any propane or natural gas appliances locations in east greenwich and also in rehoboth remember propane plus is energy for everyone it's affordable sustainable equitable good for the environment and also now it's renewable online at propaneplus.com propane plus heating and cooling in massachusetts call the rehoboth office 508-252-3359 and in rhode island 401 401- 885-4209. You can depend on Propane Plus. It's always Christmas at Anthony's Jewelers. 65% off the entire store. It's a once-in-a-lifetime sale. 65% off this weekend only. Open Sundays. Sale includes diamonds, diamond engagement rings, diamond earrings, diamond wedding bands, diamond pendants, and bracelets. All at 65% off. All wedding bands, rope, Figaro, Miami Cuban, and puffed Gucci chains. Along with crosses and diamond crosses at 65% off. It's always Christmas at Anthony's Jewelers. 65% off this weekend only. One-year interest-free financing. Anthony's Jewelers where Rhode Island gets engaged. To check out our website, dipetro.com, dipetro.com, which is sponsored by and brought to you by the Centerdale Revival Comfort Food and Cocktails, located 2025 Smith Street in North Providence. Shane and his crew, what a wonderful job they've done. Winner of several Rhode Island Best of Awards, Best of Rhode Island Awards, the Centerdale Revival. Delicious food, cocktails, a lot of fun. Stop it and see them. 2025 Smith Street in North Providence. You're listening to the John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Folks, joining us right now, as much as people think of the holidays, and Christmas, and all the excitement and a new year that it could bring on, uh, people think that they should be happy. It actually can, uh, there's people dealing with some very difficult feelings, and there's been an epidemic of uh of grown men and middle-aged men taking their own life and dr rob who specializes in this and dr rob i think one of the first things is it's family members and maybe people see someone at a holiday party or just know of someone and they they want to reach out and and find out just how someone is is doing mentally during the holidays yeah it, it's pretty common for some some people to be really distressed at this time and the most important thing you can do is to let somebody know you care. Just to say, hey, it seems like you're really struggling. Is there something I can help you with? Uh, would you like to talk about things? Um, let's sit down in a quiet place and, and just have some time together and, and try to see what's, what's happening here. Um, so that's, that's really important. Your expression of caring can restore hope to people who are feeling pretty hopeless sometimes. So very it- important. And folks, this leads to this website that Dr. Rob's going to direct people to. We've been doing this now over several months. We're going to continue into the new year. And uh, it's it's mantherapy.org. And Dr. Rob, you know, again, as I said, people see, oh, I, I should be happy. And they see the lights and Christmas. But this time of year and a new year, it, it can emote, uh, bring up a lot of past memories. Uh, you know, people even refer to it as ghosts of Christmas past. We remembered when you were a child and then you think of, Maybe there are people that are no longer with us. And, and for varying different reasons, it, it can actually be a very difficult time for people mentally. It, it can be. And uh, middle-aged men particularly in general are, are very resistant to seeking help sometimes. And there's a certain stigma about going to see a therapist or going to even see your own doctor sometimes. Um, so one of the resources that people need to know about is this uh, web, website called mantherapy.org. Or you can just anonymously go to the website and check out your own mental health status. That's what's called a 20-point head inspection that helps a guy figure out, am I just being stressed or are they really suffering from depression or, or some other mental uh, health challenge? Um, and there's lots of resources listed on there, too. It, it, in the first place, it's a very humorous uh, site with lots of funny videos, but there's also some really valuable resources available there, too. And again, you don't have to face the stigma of uh, seeing somebody going into a, a therapist's office or something. So just go to the website, go to the website of mantherapy.org and, and check it out. It's really a lot of value there. 
Folks, we're speaking with Dr. Rob. And Dr. Rob, not only that, but because there is a website and there's a link, people could either send it through text message, they could send an email. I received a nice email from this woman that hadn't seen a brother in a while, talked to him, did not sound good, did not sound like himself. And after our conversation, she she just sent him the, the email. She didn't have to talk about it. She just sent him the email and the link. And then uh, and it, it turned out that, that there was something much deeper that's going on. So... Um, that is one portion of this. And Dr. Rob, you've also been so good and such a leader on leading people. People think about taking a CPR course, but there's even a course that people can take to look for warning signs when there's someone who has kind of lost their way. Yeah, this course is called QPR, which stands for Question, Persuade, and Refer. And it basically teaches any, any adult citizen how to recognize that a warning signs that someone might be thinking about suicide. And then it uh, helps them to be able to answer the question directly. Uh, are you thinking about taking your life? Or are you thinking about suicide? And then let me help persuade them to let you help them get some help, uh, just as a friend or a neighbor or a coworker, not a professional, but just somebody who cares about them. And then to refer them appropriately. Uh, it's important to realize that not everybody who might be thinking about suicide needs to go to the emergency room. Not everybody needs 911 called. Uh, so. This teaches you how to do this. It gives you some real tools. And as I said, how to recognize first and how to respond that someone may be thinking about suicide. It's been, studies have shown it really saves lives. Folks, again, it's the website is mantherapy.org. And I want people to understand that this is the age group that this really focuses on is middle-aged men. There's been rampant. Uh, it's, it is an epidemic of uh, middle-aged men that have been taking their life. It doesn't have to be that way. So whether it's a spouse or a friend or a coworker, whoever it may be, mantherapy.org. We're going to continue our conversations with Dr. Rob into the new year. Dr. Rob, I want to thank you once again for your expertise, expertise, sensitivity in talking about it and dedication to it. You are literally saving lives. And thank you, thank you for agreeing to continue our conversations. Well, I'm delighted to, John. I really appreciate all your support and help in this. It's the, I think it's a great service to the community. And thank you so much. Well, remember, stop in and see Michael at The CBD Store, The CBD Store, and they're located 1845 Post Road in Warwick. They're right off of 95, right across from Airport Plaza. Stop in and see Michael, so knowledgeable, at The CBD Store. What can they help you with? Well, they can help everyone, especially whether or not you're maybe you're fighting stress or anxiety this time of year, all time of year, everything we're going through. Maybe you have trouble sleeping or you're dealing with pain, even seizure, stop it and see Michael, and he'll help you all natural at The CBD Store, 1845 Post Road in Warwick. You can also find them on Facebook. What they're also amazing about is they even have it for your pet. That's right. We started to give it to our dog, who's a little bit older, and it really helps his hind legs jump up onto the, the deck. Folks, stop it and see them, The CBD Store, and mention The John DePietro Show, 25% off your first purchase. Stop and see them, The CBD Store in Warwick. Look for them on Facebook, 1845 Post Road in Warwick. Speak with our legal expert, Attorney Tim Dodd. Tim, this next story, it's interesting that Rhode Island has now had legislation. But uh, you have this person that apparently served 13 years for armed robbery that now they say didn't commit. Um, I guess right when he was convicted, he pointed, I think, at the judge and the jury and said he was just convicted of an innocent man. And and this is new, um, that it's it's not just, you know, in some states you're seeing where they say, oops, you know, sorry about that, and the person is is let out. But but now it would seem, and I think this, it was Scott Hornoff, uh, the war case that he pushed this through, but it, it, it seems like this person could certainly be in line for a, a sizable amount of money. Yes, the legislation, I believe, was only passed this year. I think it was back yep. in April that it was uh, legislation was passed that if a person is wrongfully convicted and incarcerated, um, that person can make a claim once the real uh, criminal comes forward for every year of incarceration, um, the wrongfully convicted person has a claim against the state for $50,000 a year. 
Um, so this guy was in jail for over 10 years. I think he's looking for something like $557,000 or in that neighborhood. So that would take care of, you know, the number of years that he was incarcerated. This does not um, account for situations where, you know, you're, you're, you're not vindicated but let's assume you're convicted because your lawyer doesn't do a good job or something like that. That's not the case. In this matter, the, this fellow who um, protested his innocence at trial and the whole time he was incarcerated, it's kind of a miraculous story. Um, the real um, killer in this case, the guy that committed the murder, um, I guess had, no, excuse me, it wasn't a murder. This was an armed robbery. This yep. was an armed robbery. But the ultimate guy who committed the robbery had killed some other people, and he was about to go into the witness protection program. Oh. So before he goes in, he comes clean about all of his past, you know, criminal um, uh, participation Activity. yeah. and activities. And amongst the things that he fesses oh. up to, was this crime. Yeah. Again, this guy, it was a, a robbery of some $230,000 worth of oh. goods. So, boom, you've got the real perpetrator who comes forward. That's the kind of evidence that would precipitate a claim for, you know, $50,000 for every year this guy was incarcerated. Wow. Um, so he's going to get a payday of a little north of a half million dollars in all likelihood. Mm. Two high-profile uh, cases that have been in the news that have legal ramifications. One, I'm just curious. Uh, you know, Alec Baldwin did the big. He did a big, tearful interview with George Stephanopoulos. He's claiming that he did now. I think that's an interesting defense. Now he's claiming he didn't pull the trigger, um, which seems odd. I saw a firearms expert, Tim Dodd, that said I, I, I've never heard of something like that. But do do you think that ultimately that Alec Baldwin uh, may may not face charges again i i don't no one was i don't think it was certainly never going to be intent but if there was some kind of you know recklessness charge um do, do you think that part of him doing the stephanopoulos interview was to try to you know ward off uh, any type of potential charges that he might be facing I think that's part of it. I think he's yep. looking to um, salvage his career, to salvage yeah. his reputation. It's interesting that when he cries on cue, he's an actor. You yep. know, the media's like, oh, the poor guy, look at how heartfelt he is. Mm. But when Rittenhouse is up on the stand crying, yeah. oh, he's a phony, those are crocodile right. tears. The interpretation of both this kid versus an actor who's skilled at, you know, crying on, on cue. Um, the different um, reception they got from the media. If I was this guy's lawyer, um, I would have never let him give that interview. It's yeah. crazy to do that at this point in time. He should yeah. have said nothing. Right. All he can do is say things that will bite him in the fanny down the line. Yep. I mean, this is a film set. I mean, it's hard to believe that, and maybe they were this blocking the shot and no cameras were rolling, but is there any video footage of what was happening here? Like right. when this, we don't really know what the evidence could be out there. That's right. And you've got everyone saying that everyone else did it. You've got people saying it was disgruntled union people who might've slipped a live round into this gun. You've got the armorer who handles all the weaponry uh, claiming it was the assistant director, the assistant directors claiming the armorer. Everyone's pointing fingers at everybody else. Alec Baldwin was one of the producers of this. It was his production company. So yep. clearly there's going to be civil negligence oh. and a big money payout. Yeah. Is there criminal negligence? I think arguably there is. Mm. Even if even if you buy the preposterous story that he never pulled the trigger, <laughs> right. the fact that he was holding a gun with a live round in it and he's a producer and he's got a certain obligation to maintain yeah. a safe film set. Yep. I think that the failure of him and others in the, in the management or supervisory chain to not nip this in the bud 
could be seen as criminally negligent. I, w- I wouldn't be surprised if he's prosecuted. Would he ever go to jail? I don't think so. Right. Um, but apparently this was a very unsafe set. Yes. Uh, from, which is why the union guys all walked off. They said, we're That's not going right. to work here. This, this yeah. is crazy. There's no safety controls. There's guys using guns, shooting cans out there in the desert. There shouldn't yeah. be any live ammo on this film set, period. That's right. Yeah. Um, they were rushing to get the film uh, completed. Right. They were on a shoestring budget. Oh, yeah. Um, they were cutting corners. They yeah. were not following the appropriate safety protocols. No. Does all that collectively rise to the level of criminal negligence? I think mm-hmm. it clearly could. Yeah. Now, Tim Dodd, I just wanted to also throw in for our, our listeners. Again, we'll speak about legal expert attorney Tim Dodd. But uh, it's funny you mentioned the interview. We shouldn't have done it with Stephanopoulos. In the Jesse Smollett trial, I, I'm pretty sure they played the Robin Roberts interview we did at Good Morning America. And then, you know, that's another example that they, they, the ego, they think they're actors, they get away with it, and he did not. Uh, but I also just want to ask, you know, Chris Cuomo was blown out of CNN. And it, it's an interesting strategy that, you know, he's blown out. And, and the people that were protecting him initially, because when he was coming under fire for the, you know, relationship with the brother, obviously. But uh, now he's he's turning the tables what do, you, what do you think of the strategy of Chris Cuomo trying to say, oh, no, they, they knew everything that was going on. They knew everything, and then, you know, they told me not to worry about it. Well, that remains to be seen. Is there, pa- yeah. is there a paper trail of that? Are there emails? Are there, sure. Is there any correspondence? But Chris Cuomo, huh. um, I'm sure the employer did know that he was, you know, whispering on back channels to his brother and trying to use his sources to help his brother. And I think that CNN was okay turning a blind eye to that because, you know, it's a, it's a relative thing, but if Cuomo, Chris Cuomo is the top rated show on CNN, maybe that means a hundred people are watching versus the other shows, but it's something. And he was being paid astonishing money to do what he was doing. But I think the final straw is now that he was on the ropes and weakened, now there's apparently people coming forward saying that he was harassing women. Yes. So I yeah. think that was the final straw that broke the camel's back where CNN said, listen, we, we can't carry this guy. We can't protect him. You know, uh, how much can we be in the tank for this guy? And I yeah. think that's the reason they finally cut him loose. So even if Chris says, well, you guys knew what I was doing and you condoned it or you didn't object to it, you got the further element now of doing allegedly exactly what his brother was doing. So that's what croaked him. Tim Dodd, also, uh, I believe they fired him because they're trying to say that initially, uh, you know, he wasn't forthcoming. He was just trying to say, listen, it's my brother. He called me for advice. I mean, then we find out he was he was talking to the staff directly and strategizing and and so forth. So. Um, it, this also seems if if fired for cause, CNN is basically telling him, we don't owe you a nickel. You you know, you violated your contract with us. You're out. This certainly sounds like he you know, he's not trying to get back there. But now he's he's trying to get some kind of a big payday from them. Well, yes, if he's yeah. fired legitimately for cause and right. CNN's willing to litigate that and they prove that it was for cause, then Chris, then Chris Cuomo gets zero. Yeah. If the cause that CNN is claiming is simply a pretext to not pay him out, and Chris can show that it, you know, depending on what his contract says, that cause was not shown, yeah. well, then he'd be looking at a payday. These yeah. things are usually settled quietly, sure. you know, out of the public realm. Yeah. Uh, but for the moment, it's a great talking point for CNN to see, look how tough we are. We fired this guy for cause, <laughs> and he's not going to get a nickel. And Tim Dodd, finally, although he's leaving office at the end of the month, how about New York City Mayor uh, Bill de Blasio announces that on December 27th, and, and, and the new mayor is being sworn in on New Year's Day, that, um, that all private businesses in New York must have all their employees vaccinated. Children 5 to 11 need to be vaccinated to enter a restaurant or movie theater. Um, I, I mean, you tell me, I would imagine that that, that that is not going to hold up. I, we've already heard the new mayor may just kick it, but now it seems the question is that someone's going to bring a legal challenge to it. I mean, it just seems preposterous that the, the, the city of New York would have that type of power. 
It is preposterous, and it's a it's a final poke in the eye that this mayor is. is giving to the people of New York City. It's an yep. outrage. I don't know who is going to litigate that, but it would seem a layup that it's an overreach and it's unconstitutional, and it can't stand judicial. It can't stand up to judicial scrutiny. It's yep. the, it's the most ridiculous thing that's come along in a long line of ridiculous things during this pandemic. Folks, he is our legal expert, Attorney Tim Dodd. Tim, great job, as always, and we will talk to you again. Thanks, John. Take care. If you're ever in an accident, pick up the phone and call West Fountain Auto Body today, 401-272-3340. Were you in an auto accident, someone damaged your vehicle? Folks, it can happen, whether it's people not paying attention, a drunk driver, people texting and driving. If you're ever in an accident, pick up the phone Call West Fountain Auto Body, 401-272-3340. They are located 400 West Fountain Street in Providence. Remember, with West Fountain Auto Body, they're going to work for you, not the insurance company. Call them today. If you were in an accident, drunk driver, someone texting and driving, minor fender banner, even a nearly totaled vehicle, call West Fountain Auto Body today, 401-272-3340. They'll handle everything for you the original, the best, and if you're in an accident and a tow truck pulls up, tell them, bring that car over to West Fountain Auto Body, 401-272-3340, 401-272-3340, West Fountain Auto Body, located 400 West Fountain Street in Providence. They'll work for you, not the insurance company. If you're in an accident, call West Fountain today. Get it repaired, 401-272-3340. You're listening to the John DePietro Show, AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Joining us right now, what a fantastic new book. Folks, he was Chief of Staff to President Trump. Great book, The Chief's Chief. We want to welcome to the program. It is the great Mark Meadows. Mark, it's John DePietro. First of all, congratulations on a tremendous read. Well, thanks, John, and it's great to be with you and all the listeners. And thank you for always speaking it. Uh, like it is telling the truth and bringing it to your listeners uh, with uh, no political correctness. It's it's great to join you, and it was an honor to serve the 45th president of the United States, and hopefully this, this book will be something that gives uh, your uh, listeners kind of a behind-the-scenes look at what went on. Mark, I am so glad you wrote this book because finally we get more of an accurate depiction of exactly what was going on, starting with, and even though it's playing out now, but the, just your thought on the fact that what has come out recently regarding you know, the Russian collusion and the whole thing, it, it's really, I think that'll go down as one of the darkest moments in American journalism. Well, without a doubt. And, and it's interesting, John, that you, you highlight that because I talk about that in the book. And, and there's one one particular uh, 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 chapter called The Long Con. And it is a long con because the Democrats and many of the people in the swamp, they knew how, how bad it was from a standpoint of, of just uh, the fact that it was Hillary Clinton and many of her operatives that were actually colluding with Russia – and it was not indeed uh, any anything that the president uh, actually uh, did. And so, so when we we look at that, I think the the real key is is not only coming out, but there's more to come. John, your your listeners will hear it here first. I'm here to tell you more connections to Hillary Clinton. And as John Durham digs deeper, we'll see that not only was President Trump right that they spied on him, but it was a collusion and a dark day in American history where the Hillary Clinton campaign tried to accuse Donald Trump of what they were actually guilty of. Folks, we're speaking with Mark Meadows. He was President Trump's chief of staff. Fantastic new book. By the way, this makes for a great Christmas gift for everyone that's listening, the chief's chief. Mark, I like how in the book you write, and, and you know, people are seeing now how difficult it can be, but your March 2020, how quickly everything had to pivot it is remarkable how yourself and President Trump took America through the pandemic. Well, you're very kind to give me even a little bit of credit, but it's actually President Trump that did all of that, John. I can tell you, yeah, I was uh, I didn't get much sleep. Uh, the president never sleeps. He he will call at, at all hours of the 
the morning and night and uh and to give you a to-do list it seems like uh he's the vigilant sentinel that is there but really when uh when uh, the the virus came from china and and started to affect everybody in uh the united states and around the globe uh he saw it as his mission to make sure that we got government out of the way and that we got real solutions there. And in spite of what the left-wing media wanted to do is to, to blame him for everything. And they did almost 96% of the time. Uh, it was it was really quick decisions that he made to save our economy, to save lives, and ultimately uh, to fight back against the swamp that was trying to undo his presidency uh, each and every day. Folks, again, we're speaking with Mark Meadows, President Trump, Chief of Staff, his fantastic new book, which makes a great holiday gift, The Chief's Chief. Mark, if you could also just take us through, I like also that you you talk about, despite all the hurdles, how President Trump, your administration, would keep your eye on the prize. It's incredible how this administration, how fast things have just unraveled. What incredible discipline by yourself and President Trump. Well, you're very kind. I, I can tell you uh, this, that uh, because the president uh, believed that America should be placed as the highest priority, it wasn't just a, a campaign slogan. It was a way of life for him. Uh, in the, the, the epilogue, the final, uh, final chapter of the book, uh, I, I, it, I basically spell out a conversation that, that President Trump and I uh, had uh, just a, a few months ago now, uh, and and he said, Mark, can you imagine that it would have gotten this bad this quick? And I said, no, sir, I couldn't. He says, you know, he says, all Joe Biden had to do was was literally nothing because we had, you know, we had a secure border. We actually had a real plan to bring people out of Afghanistan that wouldn't have put 13 service members in harm's way. And, and so we, we, I put that in that final chapter because, uh, so much of what we've seen happen, uh, literally were, were things that we had and discussed in the Oval Office that, that bluntly there needs to be some accountability and so we we cover that in uh in keeping your eye on the ball the president keeping his eye on the ball uh was was not only a a priority for him but it was a morning noon and night uh vigilant kind of uh of way that he he did business every day Mark, can you also touch on, I mean, you weren't new to Washington, you were a congressman. Can you touch on the fact that during the course of, of the day, and, you know, there's so much to be accomplished, but just the amount of, and, and now people ridicule it, but just false news, fake news, false information that would get out, that it can, at the same time, as much as it's, it's you know, so reckless the way it's reported, it's still something that gets out there and has to be addressed. Well, it has to be addressed, and and uh, and and I and I talk about that in the chief's chief. I didn't believe in fake news uh, until I got to the White House. I, I knew that that there was, you know, the president kept talking about fake news, and I was on Capitol Hill, and you're you're right, and I would know that even the Capitol Hill reporters, they had a left bent, they had uh, the way that they would put it out there, but they didn't try to make things up. When I got to the White House, I, it's, it's not only that they made it up, it didn't have a basis in reality, and they would have, uh, you know, two or three unnamed sources giving them, quote, the facts, and uh, I can remember one, one particular story, I'm talking to the reporter, I said, uh, that's just not accurate, and and I'm willing to go on the record to tell you that it's not accurate. They said, "Well, we've got good sources." I said, "Well, you couldn't have good sources because the only other person that was in the meeting is actually sitting here in the room while I'm talking to you, and they didn't talk to you. I mean, but they just make these things up. But you had to address them. And the president uh, Trump was we he did what we call chopper talk, always willing to go talk to the press. It kept him sharp, but boy, you know it was killer question 
questions each and every day, and it was uh, having to address rumors that very often were just made up by a water cooler. Can you also just expand on that a little bit, just because I, I really enjoyed reading that. Folks, again, it's Mark Meadows' new book, Chief of the Chief's Chief, the, uh, the Chopper Talk. How did that come about? Because now when we're looking at a president, he can't, they cannot, cannot do that. President Trump walking the rope line, cameras on him, boom, pointing at the reporter, you know, boom, like pop quiz, what do you have? That is not that is not easy to do. How did that come about? I like how you uh, talk about that and write about that in the book. Well, you know, it's interesting uh, when we talk about that in the book, uh, the chopper talk. Uh, some days there were days when, as his chief of staff, I said, you know, today, you know, sir, this is not a good news cycle. I don't know that you want to go and take uh, take on the reporters. And he would he would look out and he'd say, yeah, there's Jim Acosta from CNN. There's this person. There's that person. He says, I think it's a perfect day to take them on. And so he'd go out and uh, and literally be ready to you know the the rotors on the helicopter on marine one would be uh going it would be on one idle and he'd go in and he says all right well go ahead and but he was not afraid of them you know yeah. what we have now is a joe biden who gets a list of uh, hopefully the softball reporters that are going to ask these nice you know what flavor of ice cream meadows his fantastic new book the chief's chief mark one more thing i just think you captured president trump really that's the thing that i took away the most there are times i was laughing out loud you really captured him very well the dynamic between the two of you uh i'm just curious uh, any type of feedback from the president regarding the book you know the the president uh you know it was interesting when uh when i first said i was going to write he says well i'm going to like it sir well i said well as long as i can tell the truth and let the american people see who you really are and there are parts of it you know the 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 personality part of it uh where he doesn't like uh people to actually see that that nice uh, compassionate side of him that I, but we do we do laugh we have a, a lot of fun i can remember one time uh, uh, that you know, we I was so mad about a leak. I said, "Sir, uh, I, I went in. I said, uh, Sir, th- there was only four of us in this room, and now we've got the press is calling me about it, and I'm going to fire two people." And he looked at me and he goes, "Mark, I don't know that I'd do that. It may have been me." <laughs> and so. You know, uh, and, and so uh, uh, you know, he's one that will always uh, find the humor in things. He and I were able to, to have a, a friendship. Uh, you know, obviously it was a supportive role to the, what I would consider the best president our country has ever had. And uh, and yet with that, we get to talk still on a daily basis. So he, he enjoys it. He's, uh, he's encouraging people to go out and buy it. So hopefully it'll make a good Christmas gift for uh, those who appreciate the 45th president of the United States. Absolutely. Folks, again, the book, The Chief's Chief, Mark Meadows. Mark, really f- fantastic job with the book. It's a pleasure to speak with you, and we'll talk to you again sometime. Sounds great. Thanks, John. Take care. You're listening to The John DePietro Show on AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Folks, remember, you can always listen online at our website, dipietro.com. Check out the website, dipietro.com. We have original, unique, exclusive stories, videos, content, all our links to social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. It's all right there, and that's also the best way to reach me. Log on at the website, dipietro.com, dipietro.com. It's always Christmas at Anthony's Jewelers. 65% off the entire store, 65% off all week long.